Hey everyone, it's so good um, to be with you today. I want to commend you for taking time to being here uh, and being in your life group today. Wherever you are, whichever life group you're in, I just want to bless you and I want to commend you for taking the time to being at life group. I want to commend you for taking the time to being at service at church today. This is you must understand the significance of this moment. This is not just another day. This moment right now has been designed by God keeping you in mind. You must understand the people that are sitting around you, where they are sitting, why they are sitting in those places. It's not a coincidence. God has planned for them to sit in those places because he has something to trade with you today. So, how does a trade work in the spirit realm? God trades through revelation. God trades through energy. But just like the angel Gabriel that came to Mary, God traded an energy called Jesus Christ with a woman who God found righteous. You must understand the significance of that moment. And today you're sitting in a place because God found you righteous. God found you righteous. He, he brought you out of darkness into His light. And through Jesus Christ, Today, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the place that you're sitting today, you need to know that that's not a sofa, that's not a chair, that's a throne in Christ that you're sitting in. Very significant. Very, very significant. And God the Father trades with Jesus. He reveals to Jesus who He is. And today, God is trading revelation with you. But it comes through angels. It comes through a man in a shirt communicating to you. Words are energy that comes to you so that you can now receive that energy into you and you can be transformed by that energy. You must understand when God begins to trade with you, He's trading of Himself, but He wants to trade. There has to be an exchange. And most times, God trades with those who are hungry to grow more deeper in their knowledge of Him. So when you position yourself, when you prep yourself up, when you lean in physically, when you lean in, when you cause your uh, everything in your, in your heart, in your mind to fade away right now. This is Everything else can wait. Right now, what's most important is Him. When you begin to lean in like that, when you say, God, I'm, I'm here for you. I want to know your will in this moment. He'll begin to trade if you surrender your will. See, that act is an act of surrender. That act in, that, in this moment is a moment where you surrender. And right now in this room, there's just angels all over the place. And there are angels right now, wherever you are in your life room. 
and they are looking for people who they can trade with. They won't trade with people who are complacent, like oh, like phone, you know. They won't trade because they know that your time will come when you will be serious about the mission. You'll be serious about. You'll be intentional about what God is doing on the earth. See, Life Church Global is about what God is doing on the earth. And there are, there are people in our church who will understand the full potential of their life when they lean in to the mission. And when you lean into the mission, you will start trading. You'll receive the word and then you'll begin to give of yourself. As you lean in, you begin to surrender. As you're receiving revelation today, surrender. Surrender your will. Surrender. I am Pastor John. I don't know how many times I've surrendered. Trust me, there's more to you that needs to die today. And death to self is one of the key elements to experiencing this divine trade. So I want to commend you for taking the time to be at Life Group. If you're not at Life Group today, I want to encourage you to be at Life Group every week because there's something God is trading with the body. If you don't value the body, you're telling Him that I don't value you. We don't just do church. We are the church. We don't just do the... We don't, we don't claim to be the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And God trades with His body what He wants in His body. And when you decide now to take life group seriously, you take life church global seriously, you'll understand that we're not like any other church. The word that is preached here from this pulpit is not like anything you hear. I'm not condemning what you hear outside, but it is of another dimension. It's another realm altogether. And you, once you taste of the word here, you can't be satisfied with something else outside. I, I can guarantee you that. It, it would be a foreign language. It would feel like you're, you're just eating just a regular meal. But when you come here, it feels like your entire being is being transformed. That's what the word is about. That's what it does. We want to communicate a word to you and to people who are hungry to change, who are hungry for transformation, who are hungry to say, okay, not my will, but your will be done. Who are hungry to say, God, not my mission, but your mission. I'm on your mission, God. And that's the, that's the group of people. God, Jesus changed the world with 12 people. We have more than 12 people in our church. So which means God has not only the earth and the world to transform, there's planets, there's galaxies. All of creation, ladies and gentlemen, all of creation, every star needs to hear the word of God. Every spirit of that star needs to hear the word of God. They need to be convinced. They need to be convinced that sons of God who are seated far above know their place. And today you will hear Today, you will understand why it's important for you to be in your rightful place. And the title of my message today, I'm very excited for this word. The title of my message today is God Matter. Alright, not God Matters, but God Matter. It's a very dimensional word, it's very deep. Uh, and, I, and I want you to uh, really open up your heart. Might sound like, oh, I've heard this before, this, this message, but I'm not actually saying 
what you've heard before. I'm communicating and releasing an energy that has not been released before. In Romans chapter 8, Paul says to the Romans who are Gentiles, he says, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you were to look at that verse very carefully and you were to interpret it with a lens of grace, you will understand what Paul is trying to communicate to us. He's saying there are those people who are led by God, who are led by the Spirit of God. Those people who are led by the Spirit of God are God's sons. So the primary attribute, the character of a son of God is to be led. You know that you are a son of God if you're led. So the secondary attribute, the second attribute of a son of God is that he follows. The one who leads. <laughs> he follows the one who leads. And the third attribute of a son, a your son, a son of God, is that he has fully understood what the purpose of freedom is. Just by this one verse, ladies and gentlemen, you can identify whether you are truly in your rightful place or not. Are you being led? Are you following and are you obeying? These three things will define who you really are. It will define your identity. It will tell you, it will prove to you uh, whether you're a son of God or you are, you're, you still carry the will of another father. See, sons of God, when we understand freedom, freedom doesn't mean, the, the, in the new covenant, freedom doesn't mean you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. It is not your will. Your will died on the cross. That ego will died on the cross. The context, the concept of freedom in the new covenant is that you are free to obey Him. You are free. You are free to be led. Which means you have nothing holding you back. There's nothing tethering you to an old system. You're, you've come out of that system. Now He set you free. And you're free to be led. Lead me wherever you are. Wherever you go, God, I will, I will follow you. You see, that wherever He leads, your heart, you're free to follow. But a lot of people follow but don't obey. When Jesus came out of the, the water and the Spirit descended upon Him, immediately the Spirit started leading Him. And it didn't take Him to preach the gospel, it took Him to the desert, the wilderness, to be tempted. Hello. I just want to tell you, as a son of God, if you're not experiencing temptation in different areas of your life, think about where you are. We think, oh God, I don't have temptation. No, for us, in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, temptation means that I am being led by the Spirit to overcome this. Come on, man. We don't, we don't. We don't look at temptation as like, oh, no, no, run away, run, 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 hide, hide, hide. No, 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 we overcome it. Why? Because I'm free. I'm not part of this system. I'm not part of this system where I'm a slave to temptation. Now I can look at temptation and say, hold on a minute. Thus says the Lord. You can use the King James in there. Put a King James and say, thus says the Lord. 
You must understand, if, if it took Jesus 40 days to overcome temptation, he decided he was hungry and then the devil came to him. So which means the devil brings temptation according to need. Desire, want. Because he, he, he knows those things. But if you, even though you are hungry, and if you're on a fast, you know what I'm talking about. Even though you are hungry and food is presented to you and you're, you're thinking, this is temptation. This biryani that they're serving me at life group is temptation. You have to say, thus says the Lord. Come on now. It is written. That is what you have to say. You, let me tell you, sometimes people are tempted for days. And it, there's a, there's a Bible, the Bible calls it suffering temptation. Doesn't mean that you've sinned. Oh, come on now. You must understand, when you are suffering temptation, He gives you grace. He gives you grace to overcome what is trying to overcome you. It's trying to, you have to prove that you're not part of the system. You have to prove to it that you are no longer subjected to it. But rather, it should actually be subjected to you. And that's really what my, what I'm, the, the context of really what I'm actually talking about today. Not temptation, but actually who are you submitted to? Who, who, do, who leads you? Who do you follow? And who do you obey? That's the question because a son is easily led. A son doesn't fight when he's led. Especially if he goes to a wilderness. But father, you called me. But why? Why here? No one's here for me to preach the gospel to. You see, we try to, we, we try to think that God doesn't know what he's doing. We try to communicate that we know better. God, it's better to go to where people are. Because I can heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers. No, no. Go stay by yourself for a little bit. Fast. Fast for a little bit. And we think that God is oblivious to what we experience. See, let me, let me share this with you. God was oblivious in the sense that He couldn't relate to the sufferings of humanity until He became like you and me. He chose to become like you and me so that He could fully understand how you suffer temptation. How you struggle. How you can't make ends meet in your life. How you have to work, work, work to pay your bills. He knows exactly so that He could pay the price for you so that you, He could pull you out of it to where He's at. You must understand, He fully relates with you today. When you have a headache, He knows exactly what that means. When you're sick in your body, He knows exactly why. Because He took it on His back. This amazing church to realize a God who is so eager to trade goodness with you. Goodness, He relates with you. And so Paul here is saying that sons are easily led. They don't fight the system. They don't, they don't fight the system. They don't fight God. They don't fight their, their, their spiritual fathers. They, they, don't, they, they allow them to lead them. They allow them, they follow them. And it's easy for sons to obey. Sometimes when my spiritual father tells, gives, gives me advice and counsel, it sometimes doesn't make sense to me. But I just choose to follow. 
eventually it makes sense. I realize that my understanding, my ability to understand is not as great as his is. And so I trust his ability to see further than I can. You must understand that people who are people who God places in authority over you are not people who don't understand what they're doing. They can see further. They see the long-term vision. They see the mission of God in the long run. And, and that's the kind of people that, yeah, now it doesn't make sense. Your government leaders who are, in your, who are over the country, we have issues when we look at the, the momentary things. They made a bad decision. Oh, he said that. Oh, no, no, this is bad, this is bad. You don't understand that these choices have been, they've made these choices so that in the long run, the nation can benefit. That's why the Bible says, honor your leaders. Honor your government. Don't, if you don't agree with their policies, doesn't mean that you have to dishonor them. So you must understand when God, when Paul is saying, hey, listen, sons of God are constantly in obedience. It's the state of your heart while you're listening to instruction. It's the state of your heart while you're listening to instruction. See, when you listen to instruction, go left, go right, go up, down, whatever, whatever God says or whatever your leader says, when you receive that instruction, it reveals the state of your heart. If your heart is offended, then you won't follow. So you need to first check the heart. When I receive instruction, my first thing is to check my heart. I check my heart. What, what, is, what is happening in my heart? What's happening in my heart? I want to follow. Why am I being restricted? Is there an issue in my heart where I don't trust God, where I don't trust my spiritual father? Sometimes Kelsey comes and gives me counsel. Uh, and, and, and now, you know, not now, but in, in the first year of our marriage, I understood that I just listen. She's right. Even though I don't understand, she's right. Whatever she says, she's saying it because she loves me and she wants me to be the best version of Christ to the people in our church. And so I listen and I understand later. And so sometimes we, because we don't understand, we reject being led. We reject following and we reject obeying. And that's when we restrict trading. That's when we reject trading. God wants to trade, but come on, man, can I lead you? I'm going a path. I'm going into, a, into a, a place where you've never been before. Can you come with me? But God, I don't know this place. But can you come with me? Let me lead you. But Lord, I don't have my certificates. Come with me. I qualify you. God, I don't have my degree. Come with me. I will bless you with a job with that people will understand you don't need a degree. That's absolutely okay. I will convince them. I will speak to them. I will talk to them. I will build a business. I will build a nation for you. Come, this is your inheritance. It's powerful church. When you allow yourself to be led by the Lord, He leads you in paths of righteousness. Might not look like the top of the mountains, might look like the valley of the shadow of death, but oh my goodness, that is the path of righteousness. Jesus in John 17, he makes a very profound statement. He says, he's praying to the Father for his disciples and he says this, Father, they are not of this world in the same way that I am not of this world. Powerful. This is even before Jesus went to the cross. He's praying to the Father and he's saying, Father, they are not of this world 
in the same way that I am not of this world. What it means is that the disciples by following Jesus, by being disciplined, that's what it means to be a disciple. It means to be disciplined. Disciplined to follow one master, not Friday you watch Life Tours Global, Saturday you watch somebody else, then Thursday, then, then Sunday you watch, you know, the whole world is on YouTube. Oh, every church is on YouTube. And from morning till night, you're just watching so many different people. Who do you obey? Who do you follow? Unless you're like God, you, you can be in different places at the same time, follow different people at the same time. We're not yet there. God has placed you in a house and He says, be planted in the house of God. When he says be planted in the house of God, doesn't mean you can get visit visas for other houses. Be planted. Being planted in the house doesn't mean the tree can bend like this and go to other houses. <laughs> oh. Be planted in the house means allow your roots to eat and drink of the river that flows through this house. Because that is the house that God recognizes you in. He recognizes you in the house and He trades with you in that house because He has a plan for that house and that's why He placed you in that house. I'm speaking to somebody today. I'm speaking to somebody today. And I believe your life is changing. So Jesus says, they are not of this world, Father, in the same way that I am not of this world. Why does He say that? He says that because we have untethered ourselves from this system. And we now live from above we are from above he talks to Nicodemus we're from those who are from above are above all things see it's our responsibility as sons of God to manifest what God trades with us see when you stop trading for yourself and you start trading for the world the earth around you, the people around you, that's when you realize that you're the beneficiary. Very important. Very important. God honors the one who gives away freely. You must understand, very powerful. We as sons of God do not have this in our mind that I just want, I just want me, me God, please. God, please, I want encounter, I want experience, I want revelation, I want, I want, I want angels to come, I want, I want, for what? Why do you need these things? Just so that you can feel good about your spiritual walk with God? Oh, there's a deeper purpose. There's a greater purpose to these encounters. See, God wants to trade with you revelation. That revelation will lead you into a, in a profound encounter that will completely change your life so that you can be that encounter for other people. That's why we have encounters. We love experiencing God. God is experiential. If you've never had an experience of God's presence in your life, my goodness, you've been starving. As a Christian, you begin from an encounter. You begin from a trade. You begin from an exchange, a divine exchange of divinity and this soulish realm, this flesh. You, you exchange it. And so we must understand what Jesus is trying to say. He's saying, the kingdom that you identify yourself with the most is what you will manifest. If you identify yourself with that you're from above, 
you know your identity card your passport the color all of that stuff that we think i'm from here i'm from there we are not from here or there you're from up there you're from above now your identity card is different when you start identifying with the ethereal realm that you're from above that will cause you now to start manifesting or producing or creating what i call god matter matter this is not like what is the matter man no <laughs> it's not an issue it is physical matter touch feel see so you must understand that our responsibility in the kingdom of god is to manifest what we identify most with because our purpose ladies and gentlemen is to manifest god matter okay so i'd love for you to open your bibles to john chapter 9 verse 1 says now as jesus passed by he saw a man who was blind from birth by now you know how we read the scriptures we don't just read it as just okay it's just another book this is an event that is taking place you have to understand the context the psychology of jesus the psychology of the person all of this of the disciples what is happening you have to be fully you enter the encounter when you read scripture okay now when jesus as jesus passed by he saw a man who was blind from birth very important that you understand he was blind from birth and his disciples asked him saying rabbi who sinned <laughs> this man or his parents that he was born blind and jesus answered and said neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of god should be revealed in him okay so the disciples we might think are asking a very silly question to jesus but actually if you look at the law and the context of the law in which they asking the question when somebody is sick when somebody is deformed when somebody has an issue in their life when a child uh, you know whether special needs whether uh, when a person is leprous or whatever a sickness in their life whether whether they are experiencing a pandemic whatever it is the question for them is there's a law they broke that's why they are experiencing this if your mindset is like that you're still under the law If you think that you're in the situation you are today because man one week ago you know I sinned and that's why this is why it's happening. So that's who I'm talking to. Okay, it's very silent in the room. <laughs> right? So now they are they are right in asking that question because they're still under the law. who sin did his parents sin or did he sin and jesus says neither so how did did so then god made him like that you see christians ask the question so then if parents didn't sin he didn't sin then did god make him like that but you must understand how god thinks god doesn't look at you and me as sinners God doesn't look at you and me as incomplete. Yeah. He looks at you as you you don't have a problem. You don't have an issue being le- being led. You don't have an issue with submission. You don't have an issue with freedom. You don't have an issue with 
same issues being tempted you don't you don't have an issue so god talks to you like you have no problems you must understand god doesn't talk to you like you are in debt god talks to you because you're free because that's what he did for you he's in that realm and he's not focused on oh you poor guy man look at him no god is like okay we're we're going south why are you not coming do you understand what is the issue here do you not trust me that's what he, i set you free I, come on but we're like but god god i'm stuck in this in this situation this relationship god oh my lord and we go pray god and we do this dramatic and he does not relate to it you must understand we go to god with a sick report god talk to give and god looks at you going that i i can't i i don't understand why are you saying that it is very important that you understand how god thinks he doesn't look at you according to your report he looks at you according to christ's report he he he's like why are you showing me this thing when i'm jesus is showing me something else i listen to jesus that's what the father says oh it's good it's good neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of god should be revealed in him so which means god did not make this guy like this and jesus please listen to listen to the to the language of jesus he's it's a grace language jesus is not worried about who sinned why they sinned and the law but he's saying but that the works of god should be revealed in him he's like listen i've come here with a solution i'm uh, you are worried about how and when and why i'm looking at your situation thinking what's the solution oh come on now we the disciples are asking who sinned father who sinned jesus is it is it his mother father or him jesus is saying none of them sinned man but since he is in this situation now what are we going to do about it father you see what are we going to do with it because jesus is about to perform a miracle that has never been never been done in this man's life before he's born blind he's never seen before but jesus is saying listen okay we have a situation on hand that situation is going to give god glory he's not even worried about it he's not even thinking about oh how oh no no sister what does this sister say what does this brother say oh, no 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 he's not worried about being a, he's being a detective to decipher what is happening so that now i can pray the right prayers and then god can answer the right way no jesus is like hold on a minute there's a situation oh he's walking past the situation oh hello how are you okay good i have a solution he's not impressed with the size of your problem but he is impressed with what the father's solution is for your problem oh come on church so jesus says this I must work the works. Wow. That needs to be a t-shirt. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. 
The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, Jesus uses this phrase and he says, I must, not I will. You must understand how he identifies with the Father. I only do what I see my Father doing. And I only say what I hear my Father saying. That, those two lines, ladies and gentlemen, reveals how disciplined he was on the earth. Those two lines reveal which kingdom he identified with the most. While he was on the earth, there were people who were sick in multitudes. But Jesus' eyes were not on the problems. Jesus' eyes were not on whether you fulfill the law. Did you pray today? Did you pray at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., 9 p.m.? Did you read your Bible? Did you do your meditation? Jesus was not about that. Not about religion. But he's like, what is the obstacle to you praying at 5 a.m. and 1 p.m. and 9 p.m.? I'm bringing that solution to you. You see, that's the language of grace. We have been responding to emotional outbursts of prayer rather than saying, okay, I've got a solution. And it happens in nanoseconds, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus says, I must work the works, which means the Father is working. Look, they're walking on the road. Hello, I'm walking on the road. I'm with my disciples. What's happening, guys? Everybody cool? Yeah, we're cool. Everybody liking the school? Yep, we're cool. It's all good. It's happening. Oh, blind guy. Nanosecond. Father, what are you doing? You see? It's a nanosecond. Straight away. Father, what are you doing about this blind guy? So which means the father, while Jesus was chilling with his disciples, in my language, while he was walking down the street, the father was busy working something out. Today, while you're in your life groups, while you're sitting, right now, the Father's working something for you. Think about this. Think about the magnitude of this sentence, ladies and gentlemen. God, your Father, right now, is working something that will benefit you. He's working a solution to all your problems. While you're sitting here hoping that you would have a, a breakthrough in your life, the Father's already worked the breakthrough. The question is, the question I have for you right now is, can you see Him work? Because while you're faced with the giant, are you looking at how He's slaying the giant right now? While you are facing a storm in your life, while you're facing difficulties in your life, are you seeing the problem or are you seeing the, the God who is working out a solution for you? See, because what you, what you look to in this moment, what you put your eyes upon in this moment will determine what is happening to this situation. And so Jesus says, I must work the works. Which means, the father is in the ethereal realm and he's looking now, he's working in this blind guy's life. He's working, he's doing something and Jesus is looking at the blind guy and the father at the same time. Come on, man. That is powerful. Why? How can you say that, Pastor John? I can say it because we are on the earth and in Christ in heavenly places. You are able to do all things Look at something and look at him at the same time. Yeah. 
which means what Jesus was looking at, the Father was looking at. Ooh, come on now. This is very powerful. Your Netflix, think about that now. What is the Father working? Ah, Father, I'm busy watching Netflix. Oh, really? Okay, but I'm, I'm working out a solution for your problem. Do you want to see? Oh, I'm busy I'm binging on Netflix. I'm busy on YouTube. I'm watching TV series right now. Do not disturb God. You're not important right now. Actually, God, you just, you fit into my schedule. I'll tell you when you can come. Come maybe on Friday, 3 to um, 6, if the life group is really nice and happening, you know, maybe 11. If the food is really good, 12. Yeah. You can fit into my schedule, God. And he's busy. It's like, oh my God. He's just about to encounter a problem. And I fixed it. Where are your eyes? Right here. But where are you looking? What are you looking at? Are you looking at your father who is working out the solution to the problem? Or are you just so distracted by your will and self that you're so overwhelmed with it that you have no energy left to look up. See, I must work the works. He saw the Father working. And Jesus says, I'm not going to try anything else except what I saw my Father doing. Crazy stuff. I will not do anything unless I see my Father doing it. This is absolutely phenomenal. If you can only discipline yourself, I will only think the thoughts that God is thinking about me right now. No other thoughts. Can you imagine what your meditation will be in the morning? 1 p.m. and 9 p.m. Can you imagine you're lying on your bed and God, I only want to think your thoughts. It is phenomenal. See, I must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day And then he goes on to say, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, now, this is dramatic on the earth, okay? He spat on the ground, which means he saw his father spitting on the ground and made clay with saliva. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy is blind. He can't see what Jesus is doing. But can you imagine the sounds of this man and these people who are passing by I just need I just want some money from them it's a beggar but all of a sudden now this man is making some noises to bring up do you know it says here that he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay he didn't just touch like you know in India they put the thing on the head the red dot on the head He didn't just do that. He anointed. Anointed means he rubbed like that. Rubbed. Yeah, Papa. Take, have some more. But it is saliva. Saliva and mud mixed together. He takes it and he puts it on his eyes. And then he says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Where does this guy know where the pool of Siloam is? Have you ever thought of that? Tell the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Because he saw the father taking the guy there. You must understand, Jesus doesn't say anything that he doesn't hear the Father saying. 
And so now probably somebody took him to the pool and he comes back and he is like, oh my God, I can see. What happened there, ladies and gentlemen? Jesus saw the Father doing something. Jesus did exactly the same thing. He took two elements. Saliva, which is water, a form of water. And he took mud. And he mixed it together and he laid it on this man's eyes. You must understand, he alchemized something. He created something that wasn't there from the day the guy was born, which means he never had eyes. Do you understand? Jesus created something. There was, a, there was new eyes that came there. Why? It's because God the Father and Jesus took these elements together from the earth. These two elements, water and earth. He took it together. Now you must understand, when Jesus says, I, my, I see my Father working, He's seeing the Father working, which means there's an energy that is transferring. There's a, there's a revelation that He had. Come on now, I started talking about revelation. There's a revelation that He got from seeing His Father working this miracle. And so as He sees that revelation, Spirit comes now to Jesus. He harnesses the Spirit and then as He's mixing water and clay together, mud together, making clay, the Spirit energy now enters the clay and He alchemizes it and then when He puts it on the man's eyes, He gets new eyes. You must understand, it's, it's divine alchemy. This stuff is not done before. But Jesus is saying, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. And as in a nanosecond, as he's looking at that man, he's looking at the father and receiving the solution to the problem. And then now he does exactly what the father does. He takes the mud, he mixes it with saliva, anoints this man's eyes and then new eyes. Come on, how does he, how does he create matter? How does Jesus create matter that wasn't there before? It is spirit and the elements together. And he alchemizes something new. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look at your marriage. Look at your business. Look at your children. Look at the situations that you've been bringing before God, asking God for a miracle, a breakthrough, a sign and wonder in your life. You're asking God for these things. Instead of asking him, can you see what he's doing? Instead of praying and saying, God, please help me. Can you actually say, God, open my eyes so I can see you and see how you are working in my life, how you are working in my marriage, how you're working in my finances, how you're working in my business. How, what are you doing in my business, God? What are you doing with my children? What are you doing right now in my office space? What are you doing with my boss? How do you respond to my boss, God? How do you respond to my pastor? How do you do that? How, how, how? I want to know how you do it because I want to do exactly what you are doing. It's important to us that you understand that there's, a, there's an energy that transfers from God to you when you look, when you identify with Him. 
when you look to him when you identify with him he releases a revelation and that revelation is divine energy that comes to you and that energy now has the ability to take uh, uh, d- different forms of energy mud and clay and alchemize it together and create something that did not exist before where do we see that in the bible we see it in the creation of man we see it in the creation you and i were are a product of god's divine alchemy so god took mud he formed it and then he breathed the breath of life into it the ruach the breath of life the intention god's intention he breathed into man and man became matter he became a living being god matter this is how you create god matter but you can't create god matter just by copying another person you create new things by copying god imitate me paul says as i imitate christ so which means what you're imitating is christ not another person paul's mission is different your mission is different but what remains the the, the common denominator in all of us is christ And so you must understand what Jesus is trying to teach us today ladies and gentlemen. He's saying when you identify with your father as a son you're the son he is the father. He gives you the spirit to lead you. He gives you the spirit to lead you. The the element that gives everything life is that same spirit that dwells in you it's very important that you understand you know we 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 most of us know albert einstein and his theory of special relativity was defined by a equation e equals to mc square most of us know it But I'm going to show you that this existed in the Bible and Einstein got it from God. This this theory of energy equals to mass that's traveling at the speed of light times squared. We get caught up with the time squared part, traveling at the speed of light, but we what we forget is that energy and mass is the same thing but in two different forms energy that is traveling that is flowing from one place to another goes as one form but then when it travels at the speed of light or time square it takes another form energy is mass energy is matter matter is energy you must understand when god said let there be light at the core of energy is the will when god said let there be light he didn't speak a word like we like i'm speaking english He spoke and divine energy went out of him. That energy when it traveled 
had one destination darkness he didn't create light out of nothing he created light out of darkness there was a mass there was a matter over there that was on over the earth and now god's target to create light which did not exist before he looks at the darkness and he says let there be light you must understand darkness all it had to do was submit to the energy that was coming at him when that matter when it came towards darkness light came out of it because what is light light is matter ladies and gentlemen darkness had the ability to produce light but it is not because darkness had a will because god's will was embedded in that energy and an energy came towards darkness and now even though that situation was dark the energy came and brought out light out of it there was a creative miracle there was an alchemy that took place something that did not exist before now exists only because god did not get intimidated by the darkness he goes oh looks oops there's darkness on the earth what do we do find another planet no he didn't say that he said oh hold on a minute there's darkness there great my will is for light to be on the earth and so now god speaks the word and as that energy comes to us darkness darkness was transformed into light it gave out light now think about your problems think about the mountains in your life think about the situations in your life what are you doing about them my second question is what is god doing about it because he is busy releasing energy for your problem in the realm of the spirit in the ethereal realm he's busy working out your goodness for your life he's busy working it out and now he's got the solution and it's in the realm of the spirit but no man where's he it's a solution i'm showing you how to bring out dark light out of darkness in your situation where's he he's busy he's asking me with prayer request but what can you just look at what i've done can you see how i fixed your problem because if you do the exact same thing on the earth now you step into receiving divine energy and when you receive receive divine energy now you can take your horrible situation and you can take your life and you can alchemize it with the spirit divine energy and then you can create something new that never existed before I would love for you to go to Matthew chapter 14 and um I want to show you how Jesus constantly alchemized things on the earth. The context is that John the Baptist was beheaded and when Jesus heard it that's verse 13 when Jesus heard it he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it they followed him on foot from the cities and when Jesus went out he saw a great multitude when Jesus went out where was he he went out of wherever he was he saw a great multitude and he was moved with 
compassion. That's what I want to present to you. He was moved with compassion. Compassion is an emotion, ladies and gentlemen. He was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them food. Oh, Jesus is awesome. Scary, but awesome. Scary for the disciple, but awesome for us today. All these, you have a multitude and the disciples come to him and say, send them away. You know, Jesus says, no, you feed them. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. Then he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. Nanosecond miracle. He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Five loaves, two fish. You must understand, where did Jesus tap into this energy from? See, in order for the energy of God to flow into your life, that energy flows through your emotions. Your emotions carry are the vessel through which energy flows in order for you to create something new. So when Jesus saw the multitudes, he had compassion for them. See, a lot of times when we're faced with situations in our life, we don't have compassion. We don't have joy. We have fear. And see, that natural will of yours and mine, when it's faced with an impossible situation, produces an emotion called fear. And fear has the ability to harness a negative energy that causes the very mountain you're facing to become bigger and overwhelm you. You're alchemizing your problem into a reality. But when Jesus was faced with a tough situation, man, how do you feed 5,000 men, women and children? And you only have two, five loaves and two fish. But you have compassion for them. You have compassion. You might be watching me right now and that bowl of rice in your house, that, that vessel of rice which you, which you fill every single week, the ration in your house, that dal in your house, that those vegetables in your fridge, they're depleting and you're looking at it go down and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. I want to tell you, you have the solution to the problem right now. You don't need to depend on anybody. You don't need anybody to pray for you. I've got a solution for you. You look at that problem as a gift from God. 
I am a son of God and God wants me to subdue a storm on the earth. He wants me. That's why he brought this issue to me. Because he knows that you and I as children of God, as sons of God in Life Church Global will not just look at the problem, we look up. We look up. Touch your neighbor and say, look up. If they're not looking, tell them, look up, look up. Look up for your salvation draws near. And so Jesus now, he doesn't look at the, the need of the people. Oh, they're so hungry, they're weak, they're probably fainting. He looks at what he has in his hand. And he looks up to see how his father multiplied food. And in a nanosecond, he thanks his father for the solution. And he breaks it and he begins to give it to his disciples. And what he broke and gave to his disciples, ladies and gentlemen, as they broke it, in their hand, the fish multiplied. In their hand, the bread multiplied. It, it was like a non-stop river. As, as it emptied, there was something there. 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 You must understand what Jesus did. He took something of the natural. We're trying to say that the earth is bad or everything in this demonic, you know, stuff like that. And God is saying, listen, how are you going to create something new without the planet, the earth that I have placed you in? How are you going to make something new without the problem that is facing you right now? How are you going to make something new with this mountain that is in front of you? How are you going to do it? You've got to understand that you need the problem. Oh, come on now, man. You need that issue in your life. You need that troublesome relationship. Man, this is not like a regular church message, I'm telling you. This is dimensional. We are so mature, we understand what God is trying to tell us. We're not like, oh brother, do I pray for more problems in my life? If you have the guts, if, okay, if you have the faith, and you have a great desire to fulfill the mission of God on the earth, then say, let it come. Let those storms come. I'm not intimidated by them, but I'm looking up. I am so mesmerized by what he does with problems. I love him so much that he, he looks at me all the time. He looks at everything I'm looking at. And as, I'm, as he's looking at me, he's fixing the problem. It's like a computer engineer, you know, like a hacker. As he's looking at this, he's like hacking right now. He's hacking the situation right now. Changing it, changing it. Come on, come on. Ah, look, look, look. <laughs> look at that. You can't beat me. Ah, I've got it. He's hacking into your reality. If you're submitted to the Father, He's hacked into your world. And as you face a problem, He's changing the algorithms. He's changing the matrix. And as you face a problem, if you understand how to alchemize and bring and create something new that never existed before, you just look up. You look up at what God is creating. What is the matter, God? Where, is, where are you in this situation? I want to see you. 
I want to see how you're fixing this problem. And then you look at how he creates matter. And then you learn to now through your emotion. Your emotion is a vessel, ladies and gentlemen. You begin to meditate. You begin to look up and you begin to harness that energy. This is why we do meditation three times a day. You, you're learning to harness energy. I'm looking at my father working in my life. I'm looking and I'm harnessing that energy. Right now, just begin to harness the energy that is in this room, that is in your life group. Just begin to harness that energy right now. Just begin to harness it. Collect it, collect it, collect it. When I say emotion, I'm saying you can have an emotion towards God and that emotion towards God and a situation in your life, you have to look at that in a, in a way with, with joy. You can't look at it with fear. You have to look at it with joy. You've got to look at it with peace. You've got to look at it with compassion. You've got to look at sickness in your body with compassion. You've got to see it with joy. And when you see it with joy, that joy becomes the container that begins to receive and harness energy. The divine energy of God. And in that energy, at the core of energy, is His will for you to not experience that situation. It's His will for you to subdue that energy. It's, for, it's His will for you to subdue that matter that is in your life. He, he's looking at it and saying, John, are you intimidated by it? Or do you want to fix it? I've got the solution. And He submits it to you and He says, and He watches you. And if your natural will is looking at that mountain in front of you, that situation in front of you, and it's producing fear, then you are trying in your natural will to solve the problem. But if you are, your natural will is dead on the cross and you receive the will of God, divine will of God for your life, now as you see, God sees. As you, God sees, you see. As God thinks, you think. As you think, God thinks. You need to understand, it happens in nanoseconds. It's very quick. You don't have to fast and pray for a solution. You just have to look up. You just have to look at Him. What is He doing right now? And as you begin to look up, ladies and gentlemen, faith begins to grow on the inside of you. Faith convinces you, the faith of Christ convinces you that you can subdue that problem. It's finished. It's not an issue. God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches, which means God has riches that He's kept for me in that place. So now I've got to understand that matter exists. Riches matter exists. And when riches matter exists over there, I've got to see how God is paying the bill. Oh, come on, man. I've got to see how God pays my bills every month. I've got to see how God heals the sick every month. I've got to see, I've got to see how God is bringing my sales target. I've got to see how God is, is maturing my business, how He's growing my business. I've got to see that. It's my responsibility. It's not God's. He's, as you see your life, as you face situations, He's fixing it. But are you going to Him to receive that energy of something that is already fixed? You've got to go to God. You've got to enter into His presence with confidence that you know He's already fixed the problem. That failing marriage is already fixed. He's not asking you to do earthly things in order to get an earthly result because that will fade away. But He's looking to you to look to Him. And as you see Him fixing your marriage, do exactly what you see Him do. 
And guess what? Everybody gets in line. All the kids get in line. The entire nation will get in line. You need to understand church that God is constantly moving in your life. It's amazing. He has compassion on people and that compassion he looks up and receives divine spirit and as he receives divine spirit whatever is in his hand begins to multiply. Food that was not there appears. But you've got to see what the father's doing. You've got to constantly this season of meditation and fasting that we're doing as a church is all about disciplining the eyes disciplining my eyes I'm, I'm i'm not going to look at at the things on my phone i'm going to keep it away no i don't i don't need it I, because that thing is distracting me from seeing what god is doing right now in my life right now he's doing something in your life church i want to declare over you that you will begin to experience just right now i just feel like god is saying pray over them and release declare over the church that their eyes are being opened right now so i declare over you right now in the name of jesus that your spiritual eyes are open the eyes of your heart are being enlightened right now in the name of jesus your physical eyes the scales of your eyes are being opened right now to see into the heavens to look into the realm of heaven to look at what your father is doing your father is busy working right now tonight as you go to sleep he is working he is doing something he is constantly working jesus says my father is working even i need to work he can't work and me go to sleep he works and i work and we're constantly in partnership together he as he brings transformation in the heavens we're bringing transformation upon the earth so i want to declare this over you church today that you will experience this anointing right now you will begin to experience the realm of the spirit right now you will begin to experience the energy of elohim right now you will begin to experience greater than e equals to mc square in your life you will begin to experience now in jesus name receive it just a download of this revelation this energy this trade right now god is trading with you right now just begin to receive it receive it receive it receive it as you are doing that right now just look up look up into the heavens what is my father doing right now what is my father doing in my marriage what is my father doing in my children in in their lives what is my father doing in my business what is my father doing right now with my mom and dad right now whatever he is doing is exactly what i am going to do ladies and gentlemen this is the purpose of the sons of god it is to create god matter so today i want to bless you church i want to declare god's abundant life and love over you may the channel of the holy spirit may the channel of the divine flow of energy not be disrupted by the flesh this week you will begin to experience a cleansing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet every gate in you will be opened today every gate every ancient door that is in you right now in your dna i open it right now and allow the flow of the holy spirit the divine flow of ruach hakadosh right now into you the light of god's love to begin to enlighten your entire being to enlighten every gate every door that is within you so that there will be no hindrance for you to look up and to harness energy this week you're going to harness energy not just energy from negative energy from the earth you're going to you're going to receive divine energy from the father you're going to receive divine energy from the father you learn to harness it in your meditation you will learn to harness it and and i declare over you that you will begin to breathe into the earth 
you begin to breathe into the earth. You begin to exhale. As you exhale, you're going to release spirit. You're going to release ruach. You're going to release spirit into all the problems that are in your life, transforming them into God matter on the earth. The kingdom of God has come, ladies and gentlemen. Life Church Global is at the front of it. I bless you. Love you. Long life. In Jesus' name. Amen.